Everybody in this room should be fired. If we don't have an infomercial for this product in 12 months, everybody in this room should be fired. That's what the owner slash CEO said to the president and me sitting in the conference room in the office. You'll never believe what happened next. <laughs> if you're a marketer, a copywriter, an entrepreneur involved with the marketing and copywriting in your business, make sure to hit like and subscribe so you get more content like this. Let's dive into that story after the intro. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, today's episode is sponsored by my Irresistible Offers training. It's about designing offers for maximum sales and profits. The link is in the description. The very first link, it says Irresistible Offers. You know where to click if you want to check it out. Okay, so this story. Everybody in this room should be fired if we don't have an infomercial for this product in 12 months. Man. That is a freaky thing to hear. Like it, it feels like a very rash decision, and it honestly, it just just the, the the tone of that conversation, it felt like a very rash thing to do. And on one side, I can see where the owner was coming from. It was a good enough product. Uh, it was better than what we saw as the competition at the time. But it was also a product that was not really for our audience. It wasn't, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't part of a very strong product line within our, our products. Um, it kind of stood on its own. It was wildly valuable for what it was. But because it stood on its own as part of our product line, it had basically been a huge waste of money for the business. And as far as I remember, as far as I understand it, hundreds of thousands of dollars of money had gone down the drain trying to make this product a success. And this whole idea of creating an infomercial to me and to the president of the company was going to be sending good money after bad. It was, it was going to be even more money wasted trying to force this product to be successful when it wasn't standing on its own. And even worse, like if even if we had made this product itself successful, it didn't really serve the greater business growth. Um, and and the owner that that I'm talking about here, like I I don't really want to name names or anything, right? But he was he was the the typical founder of a business. Uh, he was kind of ADHD, which you know that's that's not necessarily a criticism because I am too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it was. It was a situation where he was all over the place. And that particular day, he decided that, you know, everyone should be fired if there wasn't an infomercial. If we didn't invest $100,000, $300,000 in an infomercial for this product that was not successful, that we were struggling to make successful. And um, we ultimately disagreed. Like, I disagreed with him, told him so, like, was not excited about it. Um, I wasn't in a, in a great position at that point to strongly disagree. But thankfully, thankfully, as was the case in that business, and as is the case if you have this visionary entrepreneur who's constantly going from idea to idea to idea, 
it wasn't long before we moved on. And so we didn't get fired by making the right decision and not launching an infomercial for this particular product. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this product. And, and um, what I want, you, want to tell you, though, is that it was a hard offer to sell. As I, as I reflect on it, it was, it was a very hard to sell offer. Um, and, and it's not just because it wasn't for our core audience. There was, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in this. Um, the, the thing about this particular training was that it was a top-down offer. It was the owner had this great idea for some training that he thought would be really useful for people. And so he, he, he came up with this idea in his head and he, he said, I'm going to create this. And actually he hired a trainer to create it and a ton of money was invested in like the creation of the training and so on. Trying to push this on the market. Um, and, and to me, that made it a top-down offer. This is language that I'm really like grabbing onto recently. It was a top-down offer. And I want to define that today and suggest an alternative. Um, so the question about top-down offers and so on is that, that makes this most relevant and that will be a guiding force for you as you look at, at how to create offers for yourself is... Does anybody actually want what you are selling? And how can you prove that people want what you are selling? So that's the difference between a top-down and a bottom-up offer. A top-down is, is it's supply-driven versus bottom-up is demand-driven. Um, a top-down is something that you want to sell versus a bottom-up is what they want to buy. Right? And that's a really important distinction. You want to sell something. The market is not just going to say, oh, okay, let us give you our money because you want to sell it. What is critical is creating something that they want to buy. And yes, you can, I will admit that you can unlock huge markets, huge markets with top-down offers or things that might seem like top-down offers at first. So a great example of this is Apple and the iPhone, right? When the iPhone came out, nobody said, I want a complete touchscreen phone in my pocket with, um, you know, full access to the internet and all of that. Like, it just was not in people's expectation that they were searching for that type of product, right? They were not out there saying, we need this. And thankfully, Steve Jobs was, I guess, thankfully, <laughs> I guess for the for Apple shareholders, thankfully, Steve Jobs was prescient enough to say, hey, I think that this is something that there is demand for when it's put in front of people. Um, and, and you could argue that he actually took multiple bottom-up demands and combined them into a single form factor. So people have consistently looked for more convenient computing. There's the move from, um, you know, room-sized computers to desktop computers to laptop computers. And then there was this move into um, like smarter phones, Palm Pilots, the ability to do email with something that you can stick in your pocket and, uh, and, and phones that allowed you to do full keyboard typing instead of, geez, do you remember where you had to press a button three times to get the third letter? and try to send text that way. <laughs> uh, so, so arguably, there was bottom-up demand for more convenient computing and smarter phones and access to the internet. So you could say that this was a leap maybe of like two or three steps 
from demand-driven, and it wasn't completely top-down. So, so you can argue for like top-down offers because you might be able to point out big successes, but honestly, when you go top-down, when you say, I want the market to want this, you're far more likely to strike out. You're far more likely to have failures. Because top-down is what you want to sell. It's that supply-driven. It's, I'm going to put this supply out in the market and people are going to want it, I hope, right? And there's lots and lots and lots and lots of business failures with this approach. I still remember talking to a guy that was building this local, uh, a, a guy locally that was building this software for um, investors. And when I asked him questions about it, I, I was really curious as to how it might be useful and why people might want it. And my understanding is he spent a couple of years developing this software, that it was just this, this massive project. He got investors and he got multiple developers on the team and all of that. And it all turned out to be a big waste of money because it was something he was trying to force on the market, not something that the market wanted. Um, and so if you're gonna like push this, like, <clears throat> yeah. So the business um, that I was referring to in that opening story, I, I want to give you a little bit of a context here. The business was very successful. Like that particular training was not that successful, but the business was very successful. It was based on IT certification training. That is, you know, people who work on computer networks, they get certifications uh, to prove that they have a certain understanding of a technology platform, right? And that was a very demand-driven business because certifications get jobs, they get salary increases. So people want salary increases. So they know that in the context of, of the IT world, getting that certification can help. And they need training to make sure that they're prepared for the certification exams. And so they start searching for like CCNA training, MCSE training, MCSA training. And I was spending uh, tens of thousands of dollars per month just on search ads of people searching for that type of stuff. So I know that people are searching for that on Google. And it was a very bottom-up business. For the most part, every offer that we put out there was very bottom-up because it helped people pass those certification exams. Versus this offer, you know, it wasn't just about, oh, this is something that's not a fit for our audience. It wasn't really something people were searching for. It, it wasn't something that, 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 that there was a proven market demand for. It was, hey, I have a great idea. Can we get people excited about this? And so if you want to create offers that sell easily, you need to study what markets want and need, not force your opinion on them, not, I mean, you're going to be subject to the confirmation bias. Like, I believe people want this thing. And so how, like, how can I force um, the little bit of data that I can collect around this to, to prove to me that people want this thing? So instead, like, you want to go out there and try to have an open mind for what, what do people actually express an interest in? What, pe what are people searching for? What do people, what questions are persistent in the marketplace? What problems do people seem to continue to have despite maybe some alternative solutions out there? And try to remain as open as possible. What problems are people looking to solve? And the more specific you get about this, the more specific you get about this, the more compelling it will be versus general problems. So like that product from the introduction, it was about how to use your computer, right? It was like a do everything guide, how to use your computer. 
And yeah, okay. Yeah, people, there were, especially, uh, you know, at the time, there were a lot of older folks who were kind of getting onto the internet, getting onto computers and trying to figure out how to use them. Um, and, and it was kind of a catch-all thing for how to use your computer. But the reality is, like, that's not what people are searching for. What people are searching for is, okay, how do I get Microsoft Word to work so that I can actually, like, type something in Microsoft Word, right? And the competition at that time was people who were very successful uh, selling products that are like, here's how to use Word. Here's how to use Excel. Here's how to connect to the internet. Here's how to take and edit digital photos. And everything was broken out into these bottom-up, demand-driven uh, training packages, right? So here's how to use Word, 10 lessons, how to use Word, blah, 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 right? And even our company had training on how to use Word, and that was more successful, um, or it was more, it was easier to make successful, especially because it was tied to Word certifications, than the, you know, more generic, here's how to use the computer. So if you want to look at what the market is demanding, what they're interested in, what are they searching for? What how-to questions are they typing into Google? How to create offers itself? Boom. Uh, you're looking for a problem solution. Like what problem is represented by this? And maybe the, the languaging could be a little bit different, but how-to is a good place to start. Uh, if somebody's looking how to do whatever, they're expressing that I have a problem that I wanna have solved. And when you create your offers around that, it becomes demand-driven. It's based on what people are interested in and presumably some segment of that audience, what they want to buy. And this is how you make more sales is by creating a demand-driven offer. So you find pockets of demand in the marketplace, a problem that, that they want to have solved. You speak to that demand. You provide your offer as a fulfillment of their demand, their desire, right? And you build your entire offer, not to force something into the marketplace, but to, but to find something that the marketplace is already pursuing and give them the path. And so your success starts with creating that offer that matches what the market is demanding. You find out what they want and you give it to them. And I mean, this all speaks to the Zig Ziglar quote, the way to get what you want is to help enough other people get what they want. And I paraphrase a little bit there, but if you want to succeed in business, if you want your next offer to succeed, one of the most powerful things that you can do is to find what other people want and help them get it. And my Irresistible Offers training absolutely goes into far more detail into how to do that. And so check the link in the description to that. I'm Roy for this Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you like this content, you get more content like that delivered to you. Uh, and, and check the links in the description because that's where you get even more value where I can go much deeper than in these daily episodes. So with that, I will catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.